Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. This is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. Hello and welcome to the WrestleTalk podcast. I am Mr. Davis, your new jam, that champion, my SWAF nation. Dun, 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 cause we'll keep on fighting till the end. Bum, bum, bum. I am the champion. I am the champion. No time for lukewarm, cause he has no friends. Thum, thum. On YouTube. And I'm joined by Luke Owen. Hello, Swaff Nation, and a hello to you, Mr. Davis, your big dick, the jam, that champion. Uh, this comes in from Mike Plowman, who says, to the winner and undisputed champion of WrestleTalk, Mr. Davis, once again, you've proven, proven your superiority, no, your authority mm. over lukewarm and his losers. Even in such humiliating defeat, they show the classless losers they are by trying to mock you and make you into a joke. They make they might want to say peen, but you are the peenian when compared to their overrated WWE booking level skills. But I must admonish you and your team, champions, that you are for missing one important fact. It was obvious Sasha Banks was going to win her match. She has that spot in the Mandalorian and Vince will want to book her strong. First point on that, Michael, I would wager Vince doesn't know what the Mandalorian is. Yeah, I don't Sasha think Banks was in it. Yeah, I, I don't think they have a scoop. Because if they did they would have advertised the fact that she was in the show. Like, she SmackDown aired on the day that episode mm. dropped on Disney+, and they didn't mention it one single time, which would make me think they're probably not that aware, or they care. They're so selective about what they promote. Like, they, they will ignore Guardians of the Galaxy, or any Marvel movie. Yet, here is a Fast and Furious knockoff star starring Aaron Paul, where Wade Barrett turns up for about half a minute, that's plastered that on Raw for three weeks. Well, it's because Disney's not paying them the money, are they? Disney's mm. not paying them to plug it, whereas these other ones probably are being like, yeah, we'll give you a little bit of bunts if you'll say that Wade Barrett's in our movie. It's all that Aaron Paul money. 
It's just chucking mm-hmm. it around. Bitch, money, bitch, science, bitch, promotion, bitch. Sorry if you've got kids listening to the show. I, <laughs> I bitched up a storm just there. <laughs> uh, Michael continues. Uh, still, all of Wrestle Talk. Uh, uh, so, try that again. Still, let all of Wrestle Talk bask in. Oh, crikey. Try that again. Still, let all of Wrestle Talk bask in your glory as you regain what is rightfully yours. I have no fear of the return of Fakador. You've beaten him before. Have you? And you will triumph again. Have you beaten him before? What have you beaten him? I've beaten him at WWE 2K, whatever it was. Did you? We had that. We had oh, that... that's right. You did. Yes. Yeah. Yes, of course you did. Definitely yeah, yeah. won oh. all by myself. And he let you win as well. Uh, that's not the lesson I got from that story. <laughs> I, I took from that video that I beat him fair and square because he, he didn't have the mental toughness to follow through with the kill. Uh, he clearly was going to turn on lukewarm had he retained uh, as if he was going to ch- uh, chance against you and your excellent team of loyal friends. This is why lukewarm lost. He spent so much time trying to be slick and cool and fool you that if you got the number one thing, getting the predictions right. You had a great plan. You watch and follow Raw while Pete consumes Smackdown. This gave you the advantage by knowing the angles going into the pay-per-view. Then you ace, uh, your ace weapon of Louie, who has contacts within WWE to give your team <laughs> that, backstage, uh, that backstage insight into the happenings and goings on i don't think your team could have been any better if you had srs or Meltzer on your side you're the leader mr davis you have the enforcer chopper pete you have the inside man sweet louie i oh i don't like that name for him uh, and i know that you should if you ever decide to add a fourth member to the ollie authority uh that he or she will make your forces unstoppable you are the king perhaps that final piece for you is to find your queen your loyal fan michael plowman that's my name that name again is michael plowman one of the most sycophantic emails i think we've ever had to us <laughs> And, you know, uh, obviously this is all a shoot. There's no such thing as kayfabe because all of this uh, feuding over the championship is real. Even with that in mind, that brings me genuine happiness. <laughs> it's like when I wa- when I had to walk, I didn't tell you this, I picked up the championship belt from the Uber that arrived yesterday morning and I walked back into the building and... The handyman, who's sort of like the site handyman, opened the door for me. And I just said, because I was a little bit delirious from the Survivor Series stream, he was already smiling at the sight of this 32-year-old man with a replica championship wrestling belt on his shoulder. I just said to him, the champion's coming through. (laughs) (laughs) And he smiled. So it's kept smiling and then like, <laughs> he's a happy guy. He's a cheery guy. Lovely bloke. Sounds it. But, you know, I haven't spoken to him enough about anything to sort of make that a a normal interaction. There was no context. Yeah, the, ja- the jamp is coming through. <laughs> <laughs> and he held the door open for me and I didn't, didn't say thank you or anything. And it was only when I was in the lift that I realized that not everyone does this kind of thing. Oh, yeah. the um, You probably saw in the video yesterday, um, I said morning to someone as I was sort of walking towards the taxi. Mm. Now, if you watch that video, you might have thought that I just gimmicked that, that I did it just for a bit of comedy. No, there was an old man. Uh, there was an old lad walking past me who had the most perplexed look on his face. <laughs> as this bald 35-year-old was walking out of a house with a wrestling championship replica belt on his shoulder that's got a sticker on it, but was also filming himself and talking to the camera. 
it, it must just thought to themselves like this is this is why this country's in the state it's in it's because... <laughs> this is why i voted brexit he's thinking <laughs> exactly <laughs> because of numpties like this first off it's a championship uh it's it's not a sticker on a belt this is a custom made granted it's still not finished we're it's still working on the design but it's pretty yeah. t- i would say it's 95 percent of the way there oh yeah um, and yeah maybe he was shocked because he was like god damn it i can't believe they're they're hot shotting this title around like this yes yeah, past the parcel saying- Someone said in the comments yesterday uh, on the video on Wrestle 2 that it's basically the 24-7 title at this point. Like, it just keeps changing Mm. hands. Someone actually compared us to WCW in 2000 and our hot potatoing of the title because we we haven't had a successful championship retention yet. Yeah, high honour. I mean, I'm fully expecting to lose it to Laurie. (laughs) Are you really? I mean, come on. He is so much better in predictions. Over He has won so many Wrestle Leagues. Yeah, but did you see where he came in this in this yeah. like season seventh Wrestle League? Had mm. Pete not gifted you all of his points, he I mean you would have lost. But like he would have only been the second loser. Mm. Yeah. But he would still would have beaten me by that uh, <laughs> by that ranking. Yes. By that ranking, yeah. Mm. Anyway, we've got a show to get into. Uh, it's been quite a short little outro, and we'll explain why uh, when we get to it. But here is the show. Well, we've got surely it should be long because we've got all these iTunes reviews to go through. <laughs> Write an iTunes review, people. It's called Apple Podcasts now. Here is the show. The fiendish Alexa Bliss. Ah, no. As soon as I... Alexa, stop. As soon as I said that name, I forgot to press the mute button on the Amazon Echo in our house. Alexa Bliss made her in-ring debut last night on Raw. I know what you're thinking, but Bliss has been wrestling for ages. I'm talking about her new character with Bray Wyatt, specifically on Raw. Uh, I'm Mr. Davis. I'm joined by Luke Warm, Luke Owen. We've got a full review of last night's Raw today. Of course, get in your uh, ultra chats at wrestletalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out every single one of them before the end of the show. But let's talk about one of my favorite acts. I mean, Raw, Raw's had its booking problems mm-hmm. a lot this year. You know, I think oh, yeah. that the Heyman era at the start of lockdown was unfortunately quite boring but at least they were assembling parts for things. Heyman goes and the show falls apart, right? Just completely goes to to tatters. After the draft, though, it's been bad. There's been the retribution stuff. But I Mm. must say, like two weeks ago was okay. Last week I thought was a very good show uh, with the the very newsworthy Drew McIntyre title change. And now, sort of in the background, I feel like this Fiend story with with Bray and Bliss has been building very nicely in various ways because you've got the Randy Orton thing as well that we'll talk about in the main event but it's been building in quite a nice way so when Bliss actually wrestled a match here against Nikki Cross it felt like a mini pay-per-view match do you know what Davis it's it's typical it's typical of you that you know when Every it's typical Ollie Davis. No one likes this show. No one likes Raw. Wrestling Observer Radio don't like it. Fightful don't like it. But old Ollie Davis, who just 
he's with his AEW bias who hates every he just criticizes every single thing that WWE puts out. It's the only person on the planet that actually likes this show. And do you know what it is? You're not on your own, because I also like this episode of Raw as well. Look, look, because because Andy, website manager Andy, uh, Andy Datsun, he told us on the morning call, everyone hated the episode. And then we said, who? And he said, Dave Meltzer and Brian Alvarez. Like, okay, well, that, that's not surprising. They don't like a lot of stuff that goes on with that. So has there been anyone else down on yeah, this? Yeah, Fightful five weren't keen on it either. I was listening to Denise and Sean this morning. They weren't massively keen on the show. Well, you know, it wasn't a perfect show and there was a lot of stuff that was annoying, but I thought the in-ring wrestling was great. Uh, I thought the st the matches had stakes because of the number one contenders, qualifiers. And yeah, this Fiend Alexa stuff was... Stop, Alexa, stop. <clears throat> God damn it. This Fiend Bliss stuff was really good. It's great, man. Like this Fiend Bliss stuff. I could say Alexa, I don't have one of those. I don't have robots listening to every conversation that I put in the house. Um, but yeah, I am um, I I thought it was great. I think it, it's this is the most interesting Alexa Bliss has been in years, I would mm. argue. It's the most interesting she's been. This isn't coffee bliss. This isn't talk show host bliss. This isn't topless bliss. This is an actual interesting character who has got uh weight and emotion and investment and a storyline and reason and purpose and it's genuinely brilliant and actually what i really liked about this episode of raw it's still too long like that that goes without saying it, it, it's far too long of a show but everything on this show with the exception of the women's tag match felt like it mattered and that to me that was that's good like a lot of this like all the stuff that was on the show for the most part made sense sure it wasn't a perfect show there was stuff on there that was actually you know i thought that the keith lee stuff was incredibly infuriating but for the most part yeah this this is a thumbs up show mate i enjoyed it a lot on the bliss stuff i think all of those things are totally true it's a it's a revamp of her character that really was going nowhere like oh, yeah. what's the last good thing she'd done before that and i'm not saying like i'm not saying that as a criticism against bliss as a performer or person just the way she's been booked like the stuff yeah. with cross i never got on with i genuinely no. believe for a long period it was the worst technically told story in the whole company that's because they didn't know what the story was they kept saying like it, they would do the story that it's uh oh that she's using her to be a friend, and then they were just friends. But it's not like they went on a journey and and Bliss realized that she was wrong to be using Nikki Cross and actually became friends with her. They just just started being friends, and that was it. It was you're right, a, a terribly told story. The last good thing I can remember, well, the the last thing that jumps to my mind is uh, her promo at the end of Elimination Chamber. When she did the, the oh, whole yeah. swerve, like, ah, I got you. It wasn't really sincere. But here we have her. She's got all of that stuff to sink her teeth into. And wouldn't you believe it, when a wrestler has a lot of substance to play with and they're very talented themselves, we get some excellent work. Like, because it's all that stuff, but it's also Bliss herself as a performer. So what happened here? We had an episode of the Firefly Funhouse where today's subject is friendship and we got the friendship frog and sister abigail pops up the puppet and just like or abby the witch it's like who the f is that <laughs> which was quite funny and you're like it's the friendship frog and the whole idea was bliss has to overcome her friendship with nikki yeah. cross because that's a bad thing and bliss batters the frog into smithereens with the crucifix 
Yeah, and it was and they had they held a little memorial for him. He got a video package, which some people felt was better than the Undertaker's one. I don't think they're wrong either. Um, and what is missing was all the other puppets having yeah. a really long entrance before the frogs. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then they just all disappear. Uh, and then they all laugh because the frog croaked. Uh, you know, I I thought this was it was excellent. I also love as well in this that Bray his motivation with Alexa Bliss is, you know, he's he's just trying to sort of, he's recruiting, he's trying to get the, 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 the let her, the, let the fiend in and this and the other. But he is also a man who has had friendships burn. He is a man, like quite literally, he let Randy Orton mm. become a friend and Randy Orton burned down his house. And and that's not, and that's something he's clearly not forgiven him for because, you know, we've seen that in the, the main event. Uh, so that's then mirrors quite nicely the stuff you're doing with bliss and cross the video package that they had for bliss and cross by the way made this look like it was an epically told story over multiple years genuinely you said it felt like a mini pay-per-view i wrote in my notes this feels like it should be on pay-per-view this is such a good video package this feels like it should be on pay-per-view as a uh, davis is it me or is it davis uh-oh peoples which one is it Oh, I'm back. back. It was Davis. Hulk hung off for it that. Definitely me. It was definitely me. <laughs> you were frozen like this as well. I was like, man, he's really interested in the point I'm making. <laughs> what did you get to? I heard a bit of it. I was basically just saying it was, it's really. It felt like it should be on pay per view. But yeah, you know, but the, it, it, as you said in your review, this was more angle than match, and you can save this for a pay per view, like a proper proper match between them. So what we got was the 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 real fun. like she had she, there was a, a couple of number one contender qualifiers she had on SmackDown in September, so she was with Bray at this point. I think she had a singles match against Lacey Evans, but for me this was like she's really found that character, and her yeah. and Bray have found that act on Raw the the, mm -hmm. the way they've done that together, and this for me was Bliss's fiend version in ring debut how she's going to be i still think there's a lot of mileage for bliss having her own fiendish alter ego her supreme version um but yeah it was very similar to how bray wrestles when he is in his mr rogers guys so bliss let nikki take most of the offense she wouldn't fight her she just you'd say you know like almost laughed uh, at the idea of being beaten up so when Bliss suddenly cracks, and I thought this was great acting from Bliss, where she just like she starts crying. She's like, "Oh my God, help me, help me!" As if the fiend's spell had been broken, and now she was no longer under her, his control. And Nikki was like, "Oh my God!" And you see this in horror films all the time. You're like, "Ah, oh, they, they they were just possessed. They're fine now." Nikki goes in to help. It's all a ruse, and Bliss pins her. Yes, she hits the sister Abigail. Like as soon as they hug, she hits the sister Abigail. They don't spend some time. Like there was no teasing of it or anything. It was just hug, boom, into the sister Abigail, which I thought was actually a much, much better way to do it. Bliss's acting here was so good and so convincing that at the end of it, I wasn't sure whether it yeah. was like the spell had been broken and then she just sort of snapped back or whether she was playing this mind game. Like the commentator said like she was... It was all a mind game thing. But the acting was so convincing that I really, I, I think I could write my own headcanon that she did have the spell broken for just that the, a fleeting moment. 
it, I, I thought Bliss was fantastic in this. I actually got a tweet from someone last week that said they need to get Alexa Bliss as far away from Bray Wyatt as possible because this is ruining her character and like she could go do much better things. And I was like, I, I didn't reply, but I was like, dude, this is so much more interesting than anything she's done in a long, long time. That's, uh, yeah. Sorry, I just saw a, a super chat that came through that's quite, quite outrageously awful. Uh, but the, oh, right. the, the, at the end of it, she also oh my god <laughs> I, it's it's a joke it's a funny joke we'll get to it uh the she pins uh cross like that like with her head what would you call that it's like a kawaii yeah like a kawaii uh, thing yeah yeah uh, i know this one this way round is the flower mm -hmm. so look look it's like my head is in a in a petal yeah i i, I see it yeah, yeah. <laughs> i saw that when i was watching lots of south korean uh pop shows when i was on the holiday on the foreign tv channel i love them mm -hmm. and like all the boy bands would go flower pearls ridiculous <laughs> <laughs>
guess your long hairy nails or you know your big your big long nails along with the perfect package kit you should also order the shears 2.0 a newly improved luxury four-piece nail kit with stainless steel slashed tipped tweezers round point scissors fingernail clippers and a medium grit nail file enroll in the peak hygiene plan for quarterly replenishments of your favorite products and get 20 percent off your order using the code wttv there's even free international shipping to the US, Canada, Australia, and the old blighty United Kingdom. So get 20% off your order at manscaped.com using the promo code WTTB. That's M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D.com with the code WTTV for 20% off your order. Your neat and tidy balls. Well, thank you. Uh, shall we see what you guys think of the Bliss Fiend stuff in the uh, uh, ultra chats? Might do that again. Um, <laughs> really, I'm sure it's going to get over. Uh, so we go, So of course, get all your ultra chats to wrestletalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out every single one of them before the end of the str- show. Bacon Rasher says, hi, lads. Finally, Streamlabs works. Yay. Bliss and Fiend are the best thing by a mile on Raw, but that was a decent show with good wrestling, minus the finishes. Can I also add a shout-out to Cameron Wellington, the very talented 19-year-old UK wrestler taken too soon. Oh, no, I haven't heard about that. Yeah, I haven't seen that, but no, that's awful. Um, Yeah, very sad, very sad. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, for the... I totally agree with you on the the Bliss and Fiend thing. Uh, And yeah, great great wrestling the, the finishes will get onto them mm. i mean i kind of i'm so conditioned to this with wwe now i don't even right, find it that's offensive it. like when as soon as biggie biggie as soon as keith lee rather keith lee and bobby lashley started their match i was like this is having a, this is a dq mm-hmm. i almost i'm writing my notes i guarantee you mvp causes a dq here Matthew Robinson, this match was perfect with all the character and the way they have been playing off. Alexa, Bliss, what do you guys think? I think this is a five out of five show. There it is. Someone else who was positive about this show thought it was pretty good, mate. Really, really enjoyed it. Uh, Jonathan Hedman, can we have a moment of silence for Friendship Frog? He taught me everything I know about what being a friend is. Yeah, we didn't mention him that thing, but they beat him to death with the Crucix, uh, the Randy Orton Crucix, uh, crucially. I uh, we didn't talk about this either. What what's the? I can't remember his name. He debuted. Was it James Storm's old tag team partner? Uh, he debuted on Ram. Which one? No, 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 no. It was. It's this meme where it's a wrestler who was only there for two segments, and they've made a best of. Oh, Chris Harris. Chris it Harris. The, the, yes. the Wildcat Chris Harris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 America's Most Wanted with Braden Walker. Yeah, and they actually that's a brilliant video. That that video is like. 15 years old it feels like at this point go and find on youtube like the best of Braden walker where they cut <laughs> together moments from people like on dvds talking about other wrestlers being like what a story career they had and they showed just his two includes two backstage segments <laughs> i got that because they the, the whole friendship frog video package was all these moments we never saw and they just replayed that one bit he'd done earlier uh rack shit Kana, later referring to her as bliss you started with saying so much that my Alexa device was picking it up every four seconds. Uh, then a uh, crime with afterface emoji. And uh, 
fittingly after that, we've got this one from Amro, who's trying to make me add something to my shopping list by writing. Oh, right. Okay. 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 Because I if I was to read this out, Alexa, yeah. please add smelly mm, boogers to my shopping list. Oh, no. No. <laughs> Alexa, stop. You I didn't. Idiot, I did man. not. Of course it was going to happen. Oh my god. No, no, I compl I said I said to myself, don't read it out properly. And then I And then you read it out as if you were actually trying to add something to your shopping list. Oh no. They got what they wanted. That worked. <laughs> What's it gonna add? Boogers. Smelly Find boogers out. to your adding something. Shopping list. I've not got anything in my bag. This is the problem. This is the problem. Guys, and this is a, a call out to you now. If you've got one of these in your house, get rid of it now. This is how Skynet takes over. Is by getting people, getting YouTubers to add stuff to their baskets that they don't want or don't need. Get rid of them now. So me and my my lady partner, of course, share the Amazon account. She is buying some crap that we do not need. <laughs> <laughs> I remember oh, back at our old movie podcast age, you told us about how like your partner, um, she made a conscious effort at the start of the year, was like, I'm not going to give any money to Amazon because they're not paying their taxes. They're not like, they could make a huge difference to this world, but they're just choosing not to. And the day after she made that promise, she forgot to cancel her Amazon Prime subscription. Oh, and it renewed, yeah. The... <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you oh, can't... damn it. <laughs> oh my God, trying to cancel the, the auto-renewed Amazon Prime subscription. You, 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 I, I can't think of a, a good uh, comparison of what is equally difficult, but it's very difficult. Buried. Absolutely buried. Got oh, some exfoliating dear. socks. Going to do those tonight. Wow. What the hell is an exfoliating sock? They're all the rage on the insta instant gram right now. <clears throat> Little mm. socks. Uh, it's kind of like a, you know, like a face mask. But right. you, you, it's, a, it's kind of like a Veruca sock. I've not done it before. But our friends are going crazy about it. I think lockdown's just bored everyone to tears. You put the stock on, you leave it on for like an hour. So we're going to do it with the Bake Off final. Take it off. And then over the next week, your skin, that layer of dead skin, kid skin cells. I'm so sorry if anyone's eating right now. You can just peel off the outer layer of skin. What, in one go? In one go, like it's a... No, like I'll be honest, that sounds pretty... That that sounds incredibly satisfying. Yeah, that's why we're doing it. Yeah. Um, I don't want to see other people's pictures, but I'm oh, very oh. into doing it myself. Yeah, it does sound quite... Yeah, because uh, I've just got one of those... I've got like a, a, a mechanical one, just like... Bzz, a bit like a shaver, basically, just to mm. just sort of rub it across, and it just shaves off the dead skin uh, on your feet. Well, you can have some baby feet. We should get sponsored by them. I'll get in touch with them. Uh, before yeah. we get on with the full play-by-play -play review of the show, just two bits of housekeeping. We This is a podcast, like an audio podcast form, which you can get from Spotify and Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. We haven't had a single review written on Apple Podcasts for over a year now. Yeah, so it's been 14 do. months. Yeah, if you like us. Find us on Apple Podcasts and write a review. We'll read it out on the show. That'll be very, very appreciative. That'd be great. Yeah. Also, uh, oh, sorry. Do you want to, you, you do your other one? Because I, I, I think there's one you may have. Okay, you do your other one. I was going to ask just so I'm, I'm the champion. Laurie had some weird stuff at the end, said he's mm. fake door again. I, I haven't heard from him since. No. 
No, we haven't been able to get hold of him. I mean, I, I text him, but I didn't get a text back. I'm starting to think it's all a big misunderstanding because we said, didn't we? This would be the end of the championship thing. I'd I'd be champion forever, whatever. So I think hmm. I think it's okay. Well, we, we he'll he's gonna we're gonna try and get him on the AEW podcast on Thursday if we can get a hold of him. But yeah, stay tuned. Was that what you wanted to talk about? No, I was going to say that this podcast is also sponsored by Beer52. Uh, go to Beer52. Is it today? Yes, it is. Yeah, go to Beer52.com forward slash WrestleTalk and get yourself a free case of craft beer on us. Uh, oh, good. You've got one that you can open. I was just thinking, I was had a panic then that you had you didn't have one that you could get to hand and open. Because um, I haven't got a bottle opener close by. What are you tucking into there? I am tucking oh, into the, the, the session, IPA. session IPA. Oh, it's good. That's a really Ooh. delicious one, actually. They just say it's a refreshing and juicy session IPA with a tropical aroma. It's Croatian. Oh my god, it's uh, so pineapple-y. Mm. It's mm. delicious. Really, really tasty. Beer52.com forward slash wrestle talk. Get mm. yourself a free, free case of eight delicious craft beers on us. You've just got to pay or play for that postage to get it across to you. Brilliant, fantastic service. I've been a subscriber to Beer52 for five, going on nearly six years now, and it's awesome. Love them. They're really, really good guys. Go and, go and you know, support them uh, along with us. So uh, Beer52.com forward slash wrestle talk uh, and have a lovely time. Support. What was were you trying to say that we did you think you had something else to say there uh, and I, then you I had just, to wrap it up? Have a lovely time. <laughs> well, I, I did think there's something else that I do need to say, but I did forget what it was. And I was like, but if I extend out my words long enough, eventually it will come <laughs> back to me. And it didn't. So I just said, and have a lovely time. <laughs> you are pure Alan Partridge today. Okay, this show, this episode of Raw, we could probably talk about that as well. It was good. So it started off as this this opening segment. Uh, we got, I think, we got the exact same video package of Drew McIntyre winning last week that we got for Survivor Series. So that was yep. a bit phoned in. But the the actual show opened in just the most awkward, clunky way possible in the ring. All of the team men Survivor Series standing in a row opposite the hard cam. Adam Pierce is in the middle of them. And as soon as I saw that image, I thought, I'm going to hate this episode. <laughs> I hate this already. And he sort of, you know, says, you all won last night. So the next number one contender is going to be from you guys. Make your case, guys. And I thought, oh my God, couldn't you have said that before Survivor Series? Right, but there are two other problems with here is that Adam Pierce is like all of these lads standing in a row, they're like absolute dorks. Adam Pierce then grabs the microphone and is just like, We are one week removed from a historic episode of Raw where Drew McIntyre won the WWE Championship. And just 24 hours after we said a final farewell to The Undertaker. And like, it's like, what are you talking about? A, the commentators <laughs> have already said that. What are you saying? Why are you telling us this? And then you're absolutely, they turn to me and he's like, can you all make your case why you should be the next number one contender? And I just thought to myself, seven days ago, 
if you'd have had someone say, I, Adam, let it be Adam Pierce. It may as well be just said, whoever is a surviving member of their team will get a title shot or it will go into contention for a title shot at the WWE or Universal Championship. All of a sudden, Team Raw coming together on Survivor Series makes sense. Don't do it the, like the day after and then say, but you've also got to make a good argument as to why it should be you. This was crap. Absolute crap. When people say pro wrestling's fake, I don't think they're talking about the wrestling. I think they're talking mm. about segments like these. I can't yeah, defend right? this. If you said, you know, if someone says pro wrestling's fake to you, you probably, it hits a nerve, right? Not with this bit. I agree with you. This is fake. Let's start calling it <laughs> fake if it's if it's bad and artificial like this. Anyway, I actually, Matt Riddle had bad comedy material, but somehow made it affable again. I, I don't know how he's doing it. Maybe he is annoying some people, but he's not annoying me. And then what I did, what I did appreciate about this segment was the massive escalation of conflict. <laughs> because... There was nothing, right? There was no. It was yeah. a completely flat segment, really badly staged. Nothing felt real. And Adam Pierce is continuing on with his generic promo, and he says, "Last but not least," and then Braun just flies off the handle for what is quite a well-known phrase of "last but not least." Yeah, well, you've got to set up your number one contender somehow, haven't you? You're calling me last. Is, is exactly how he sounded, and he butted. He headbutted Adam Pierce. Yeah, and they put this over on commentary like it was the most. I think it was Brian, uh, Byron Saxon said it's the most heinous act he's ever seen in in WWE. It, it ludicrous statements by commentary. WrestleMania, WrestleMania worthy. Uh, yeah. WrestleMania worthy statements they were making. Um. Anyway, that this sort of came back later. Then we got the Hurt Business versus New Day match. Which why, why did you ask for this every week? Why did you say I want to have this match every week? Look what you did. Did I say that, or did I say these two teams could be the backbone of Raw's tag team? <laughs> my my error yeah. there was forgetting Monty that there Paul. are no there were no other tag teams, so <laughs> of course they have to go back to them. They had, and and what's unfortunate, I I thought last week's match was terrific. New Day had a terrific match against Street Profits as well. Amazing work last week. This wasn't a good match, and it wasn't any of those guys' faults. It was again the booking. Yeah, was this a botch? Was this because the way that none of this made any any matter of sense? Because the, they did a double count out spot right at the start of this, and then the new day seemingly like run away. The baby faces run away, which means their heels have to make the challenge, being like, "Oh, you want to win that way? Why didn't you come down here and really defend those titles?" And then the new day accepted. It made the new day look like like they didn't want to put their titles on the line they didn't want to be fighting champions they wanted they were quite happy to just run away like woods was screaming where's my get my belt get my belt it was such a bizarre bizarre choice and then they just had a match and i thought oh, okay they're gonna maybe they're gonna do a title switch to make this all kind of give it some semblance of sense but no then the new day just won yeah there's there's a lot a lot not to like here uh i the, the reason i don't think it's a botch is because WWE's booking of matches has been so contrived in an effort to protect everyone, but in so doing, flattening everyone out. And I got flashbacks to last summer where it is 
two out of three falls matches, yep. double countouts. It came exactly before the break. This was yeah. the big cliffhanger going into that an ad break. So I think it was completely designed. Um, I'm not saying that's good. Uh, I would have preferred it to have been a mistake. Then it would have been quite impressive for them to think so quickly on their feet, but it's I don't think it is. And I think there's, you know, quite a Kofi injured himself after the match restarted with this like quite crazy flip over the top rope, landed firmly on both feet on the ground. The idea is he jammed one of his legs. And I thought, surely tell that in the first half of the match. So that's mm -hmm. the reason why New Day are trying to escape from this. Kofi's worked over. He's having to restart a match injured. That's the, that's the correct psychology for a babyface heel dynamic. Yeah, I'm, I'm, this didn't work for me, unfortunately, which is a shame because New Day and Street Profits had match of the night for me at Survivor Series. And New Day and the Hurt Business tore it up last week. Uh, but yeah, this this unfortunately did not work for me. And it's none of their faults. Absolutely none of their faults. This is bad booking hurting them. Yeah. Uh, I th So by this point, I was not enjoying this show. No. I, th I thought this was a really weak show. Uh, Adam Pierce comes out of the doctor's room. He's about to announce what's going to happen with the number one contenders stuff. But Bobby Lashley uh, wanted to have a word. Sorry, are we just are we just going to skip straight over Mac and Fart? Oh yeah. yes, sorry. <laughs> you know what? I couldn't find where Mac and Fart happened. I missed it's, it. it. It's in this. It's segment. here, right? It's here. Yeah, he said that he was going to make an announcement about who was going to face WWE Champion Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre. It was Mac and Fart made me laugh so so much, and it really shouldn't have done, but it was so funny. I really hope it doesn't get over. That would be awful. Yeah. Like Drew McIntyre hasn't done anything wrong, but he will no. forever be Mac and Fart. Mac and Fart. Mac and Fart. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> don't don't let Vince hear it or see it. He will he oh, will make man. it part of the character rather than the sword swing at the start of the entrance yeah. music. <laughs> yeah, I, I want someone who's uh, much more creative than I am to. Uh, I mean, uh, to redo. Drew McIntyre's entrance music, but just fart sounds. So really mm. layer it. So do each of the instruments, <laughs> but with all the different fart sounds. That'd be great. Uh, anyway, Bobby Lashley and Randy Orton both took Pierce to one side for a chat. And then Pierce finally announced that next week, well, sorry, on this show, we'll have three singles matches. The winner of each of those will advance to next week where there'll be a triple threat number one contenders match. Yeah. In all of this as well, Braun uh, was escorted from the building, which is why he was not a part of, of any of these matches. And Adam Pearce said that he was actually going to, like, it's going to cost him his job. He's going to make sure that he's never seen again. So he'll likely be there next week. Um, and the those, those triple threats were uh, the Men's Survivor Series team, so AJ, Sheamus, Riddle, and Lee. Bobby Lashley, because he was the only member of Raw who was a champion to get a win at Survivor Series. And uh, Randy Orton, just because. Yeah. Well, you know, he was the champion last week. I don't think that's that's yeah. too out of the order. Works, works for me. Uh, also in this, Lana got an interview about winning Survivor Series, said she's on cloud nine, she's dreaming, her feet haven't left the, the, the sort of air since she won. And I was just like, come on. You didn't do anything. What what is the character? Is she an underdog, or or is she does she genuinely believe she won Survivor Series? Well, here's the 
bigger problem for me is that in order for this character to work, this has to be her first time wrestling. Like mm. if this was like the first time Lana had stepped inside the ring, like finally stepping out of the shadows of being a manager and now she's stepping into the ring and, you know, in basically her first go, she becomes the sole survivor at Survivor Series. And that kind of sort of, you know, gives her some, some form of self-confidence or, you know, something along those lines. But it's not. She's been on pay-per-view before challenging for the title. She was challenging for the title four weeks ago. So now she's like acting like this is the first time ever. And she's like, oh, I don't know if I can get a title shot against Asuka. I was like, you just had one. Like, why are you shocked by this? Everyone gets one. Mickey James had one. Selena Vega got one. Like, it, it, this doesn't work at all. But they think that we're idiots and that we're just going to forget about all of the previous stuff that she's done. I find this incredibly insulting. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really, really done with the Lana stuff. Uh, there's more to come, so don't worry. <clears throat> Sheamus versus Riddle was the first of the qualifying matches. And they, they had a great qualifying match to get on the men's Survivor Series team. And I, at the start, I thought, well, this is pretty good. But, you know, that first match was really good. By the end, I thought, man, I think this might be better. Yeah, I thought this was was really great. I mean, it, it's not a WrestleMania worthy match, but um, because <laughs> the commentary didn't tell me it was, but it was really good. What's going to happen when WrestleMania rolls around? Well, there'll be loads of WrestleMania worthy matches then, because they'll be on WrestleMania. How will we differentiate it from Raw? <laughs> so they they just like they worked a hard hitting style. There were some really inventive spots. Sheamus hit an Alabama slam. Mm -hmm. which he does not have in his arsenal, but Drew McIntyre does. I thought yeah, that was a very interesting yeah. note. Um, yeah. But I, I, I'm worried that the Sheamus-Drew plans are dropped, which was has been my favorite I, building thing for the last couple of weeks. I think you can extend it out. I I do think this is by design, that you are they're delaying it, maybe like towards the rumble. You know, Sheamus can say to Drew, look, buddy, I, why do I need to go through this? You and I are mates. You could have just given me the mm. shots rather than making me work for it. And uh, yeah, that, yeah, some character motivation there to go after Drew in a vicious way to get a title shot for, I don't know, the Rumble or something. So I, I still think it can be there. Like I was gutted that Sheamus didn't win because I really want to see Sheamus Drew. But the fact that Sheamus didn't win makes me want to see that match more. So I was I was totally fine with this. Plus, I loved the spot when he went to hit the bro kick and Riddle just collapsed. Proper like a Carter Omega, not like, you know, not the same level, but it was, you know, it certainly ebbs of it. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this. I thought this was excellent stuff. Yeah, uh, the, the only the only criticism I'd have, and this is a criticism of the whole show and WWE in general, it's just another roll, not a roll up win, but a sort of reverse pin surprise pinning thing. And mm. I, in WWE's minds, I think they're like, yeah, we're protecting people in defeat. We've found the perfect formula. But I, I really, really missed, apart from the main event, I really missed finishing moves on this show. But even then, that only came off the back of a distraction. Mm. Like every fin every finish in this match was designed to protect the person who was losing. Uh, a hurt business got rolled up. This was a, a roll up. Uh, Ascalana was all distraction based stuff. And Lashley it was a roll up. And it was a roll up. Lee Lashley was a DQ that was a distraction in the main event. The only match that we really got a clean finish in was Alexa Bliss, Nikki Cross. 
Like yeah. it's a it's a night of 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 rough finishes. And the Bliss Cross stuff, as as much as I loved loved it, was an angle, not really a yeah. match. So yeah, it's uh, but this this was a really really good match. I think probably match of the night for me. Uh, after that, we got Asuka then saying to Lana, "I'm going to give you a title match later." And Lana's like, "Oh, you don't have to do that." I'm like, "What is going on?" Yeah, someone said in the comments there. Clearly, Lana is a heel who thinks she's a face. No, she's a baby face. They're booking her as a. Like, what do you think all the table breaking stuff spot? Like all the table breaking stuff was to make us endear towards Lana as this underdog baby face who finally can. But they're now not telling that story. It's this, and it makes Asuka look like a complete twat. Like it makes her look like she's picking on the on the weak person and like being, you know, uh, being what's the word I'm after? Being um, oh, help me fill fill for time here while I try and think of a, Bit word. Of a bully. No, not so much a bully, but like um, condescending. Mm. Like she's condescending because like, oh, well, I'll give you a title, shot, you little scamp. But like, it it didn't make her look good. It didn't make Lana look good. And I don't get what Lana is now. She's yeah. Asuka was either condescending or an idiot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and and then we got the Firefly Funhouse segment, which we've already covered, and then we got that Asuka versus Lana match, which was like all of ten seconds before Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler attacked Asuka for the DQ. We got a tag team match between them all. Jacks brawls with Lana outside. Lana moves, so Nia Jax crashes over the announcer's desk. That distraction lets Asuka roll up Shayna to win. I'm it was Drew McEnfart. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> I am guessing we're going to get Asuka and Lana versus Baszler and Jax for the titles at TLC in a tables match or maybe even a TLC match. Maybe it will be a, a tables match makes the most sense, I guess, for the tag titles, which, again, doesn't give Asuka a storyline. She just becomes the third wheel to this Lana, Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler storyline, which sucks for Asuka. She's just holding the belt warm until Charlotte comes home. Yeah, weirdly, that would be TLC. You know, the tag titles, women's tag titles main evented last year's TLC. Mm -hmm. uh, so it'd be interesting to see what they do this time round. Yeah, this was the first time in 10 weeks that Lana didn't go through the announcer's desk. Uh, I think this is a terribly told story. Um, I, I, I was getting a kick out of the table break bits, but now they haven't even paid off on that correctly. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, and it's it an open goal as well with a, mm -hmm. a, you know TLC coming around the corner. Uh, I really like the next bit though. Matt Riddle and MVP backstage. Matt Riddle's got some business ideas he wants to pitch: pizza flavored yogurt, it's called yeah. Brogurt. And he, yeah, it was it was rubbish comedy really, but both guys were so good and charismatic, and they sold it that I, 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 I thought this was really fun. The funniest bit of this segment was when Matt Riddle went off script and you can tell that he went off script because MVP nearly laughed, which <laughs> is when he's calling him bro and MVP says, well, first off, I'm not your bro. And Matt Riddle goes, oh, and MVP <laughs> nearly breaks and laughs. <laughs> he clearly went off script. And it was the funniest bit of the whole thing when Matt Riddle went into business for himself. Mm -hmm. It really made me, it got a chuckle out of me. Not as much of a chuckle as Mac and Fart, but it, it still got a chuckle out of me nonetheless. What an ad lib from Pierce. <laughs> uh, after that, we got Bobby Lashley versus Keith Lee, which is sort of, you know, Matt Riddle's Keith Lee's May. MVP manages Bobby Lashley. So that's why that segment was before it. And this was a really like this was a good match. 
I, I think it was really superficially a good match. Uh, I'll explain why. That's because like both guys just went for the strength stuff. And it was really impressive strength stuff. Like Bobby Lashley suplexed Keith Lee like it was nothing. Mm-hmm. And he picked him up outside and threw him into a ring post like it was nothing. That's all so mind-blowingly cool. But where's the story? Like I but me and Luke saw Ishii work a match with Keith Lee, an entire like 15-minute match based around Ishii hitting a suplex on Keith Lee. And he yeah. couldn't do it. He tried time and time again. And it was only at the end that he finally hit the suplex. And that is one of the most memorable things I've ever seen in wrestling. Here, Bobby Lashley just did it. So where's where's the struggle? Where's the thing to overcome? You're right. I mean, yeah, sorry, I I didn't mean to try and interrupt there. But yeah, when Ishii finally hit that suplex, like that crowd was white hot anyway. And they were just, it was this like boiling point. It was just getting louder and louder. When Ishii finally hit that suplex, that crowd exploded for a suplex. Like it's, you know, it's, it's, it's basic move 101. But if you can tell a good story around it, it feels like an important spot. You're right. Like here, it's just, a, nah, I've done it now. Like, you know, third, fourth spot in the match where you can build stuff around that sort of thing. Uh, but in the end, MVP just jumped in and uh, got Lashley DQ'd. Rubbish, rubbish finish to what was actually a pretty <clears> decent <throat> match. And it's a shame because like the bit leading up to that beforehand was pretty good. MVP pushed Keith Lee into the ring post behind the referee's back. Keith Lee's sort of disorientated. He stumbles into the ring and he's still kind of like coming to when Bobby Lashley gets in the the full Nelson. And you can see Keith Lee, great sort of monster acting by Lee that he's so good at. Like he regains consciousness or awareness while he's being locked in it and he stops it being locked in and he powers out. Then you just Turn, you should just turn around, hit the spirit bomb, and win. That is an amazing finish that makes Keith Lee look awesome. Bobby Lashley, you know, he, he looks fine. There's nothing really wrong with that. Sometimes people have to lose, but they yeah. didn't do that. They did MVP run in. No one really gets over. Keith Lee doesn't have any momentum coming into next week's match. It's a Mac and fart. This company, this company. They want to put people over, but they don't want anyone to lose. So this is why we get these finishes. This is why WWE feels like no one advances because no one gets over when no one wins properly. It's, you know, we don't, we don't, we try not to make it because it winds people up. The AEW have had what, like two DQ finishes in their entire run as a company, you know, 18 months and they're coming on two years, about two DQ finishes. There's episodes of Raw that have got five DQ finishes. Like mm. it's, it's that's their that's their way out of these situations. They like to book these matches where like, oh my god, who's going to win? But the answer is no one. The answer is <laughs> always no one is going to win. Uh, we had the Bliss cross match after that, and then we got the same video package for the Undertaker from Survivor Series with a few extra bits, uh, so we can relive that all-time great memorable segment that's going to live in everyone's minds forever. Well, it- it just turns out that the final farewell at Survivor Series is a final farewell week uh, here on WWE programming. So we'll probably get this on NXT and we'll get it on SmackDown as well. Who, who could have foreseen this? And the main event was AJ Styles versus Randy Orton. Legit WrestleMania worthy because we saw it there. And they're so good together. They've got a really good understanding of how each other works. They're just their timing's great. Uh, 
And I thought this was where interference was necessary and it, yes. it really worked. So Randy's on the outside and the lights cut out for a bit. And there's the fiend. He's over there behind the barricade. And then he bops away again. Looks a bit goofy, but I don't mind that much. And then it happens again in the ring. The fiend is suddenly on the apron. Randy looks at him. And I think that's the first time Randy's looked directly at the fiend. Everything so far has been the fiend behind him or in the peripherals. Uh, and that let AJ Styles hit the phenomenal forearm to win. Yeah, I thought it was a really, this sort of distraction finish does work because it's building a story off the back of it. Um, I actually hope that they can extend this out to Mania. Oh, wow. Know, tell, you know, tell the story for a little while. Like, don't just, don't just give it straight away. Really build and tease this out and build Randy Orton versus Fiend to be a match that you want to see as opposed to just, I don't, I don't really feel like this needs to be a TLC or mm. a Rumble. So yeah, save it until Mania. I, I quite like that Randy's not got the title anymore. Yeah, it's so much it's more not, interesting. It's not yeah. sucked in with the Fiend, yeah. Uh, but yeah, overall, I know we ragged on it a lot there and the finishes up up and down the card were, were ridiculous. But by my current standards of Raw, this was a hugely enjoyable show. The, the in-ring wrestling was great. I loved what Bliss and the Fiend have created and everything had stakes, more or less. So yeah, I gave it four out of four. Uh, I am going to agree with the Twitter consensus, uh, which was 48.7%. Good. I thought it was a good episode of Raw. Uh, only 10.7% agreed with you. 26.3% thinking that it was terrible. Uh, and the only reason I'm going to agree with the uh, the Twitter consensus there is that I enjoyed the the wrestling and I, I love the Bliss um, and Fiend stuff. But the finishes really dragged this show down, which is unfortunate. And it's because it's... Again, no one's fault but the people in charge. And it sucks for the talents. But yeah, that's what brought the show down for me. It was a good episode of Raw. I did enjoy it. Well, we've got to take a brief interlude to say thank you to our amazing Pledge Hammers on Patreon. Go over to Patreon, become a Pledge Hammer over there, and you can get loads of stuff like our Wrestle Talk Extra review of Survivor Series 2001 that went up last week, uh, and your own wrestling nickname and a cheat pop on this very show. Get the cheat pops going in the comments, folks, for the second coming Kev Jr. There he is. Jordan, don't you dare call me Mountain Jew. Yes, groovy Dylan Powers. Groovy. What a cult. What a relevant and nowadays reference point. Uh, full of flavor, Sean Blanford. Tasty. Mark, he's got soul, Campbell. It's a football joke. It's a football joke. Hey, now, you're an all-star. Chuck Turner. Woo! The gobbledygooker. Hey, 24-7 champion. Timely. Timely, yeah. Let's all have a drink. Christopher Travis Merriman. BFX2.com forward slash WrestleZorg. Duncan, just Duncan. Just Duncan. There he is. Angelic Angelo Mercado. Oh, you are getting the rolling R's down. Ari and Shif Shifra. Ari and Shifra, the booze awaits. Very nice. Denise has taught me well when it comes to the R's. He's not a sexy man. Not an Andrew Gross man. He's a sexy man. Thank you. We've heard from him on this very show already. Jonathan, the headmaster headman. 
There he is. Butter me up, Nord. Thank you. And this is some kind of Patreon shout-out, Nate Drop's surname. There he is. Thank, Thank you, Nate. You. Thank you, everybody. Uh, let's get on with your ultra chats. Uh, go over to wrestletalk.com forward slash support to get in your ones now. This is a last call. Ding, ding, ding. Uh, Taxel, MVP should take notes from The Fiend on how to interfere in a match. Just scare the S-word out of them. Raw had great wrestling, but the finishes were meh. I mean, a great idea, Taxel, but I don't think MVP quite has the menace that The Fiend does. If he just got up at the end and was like, I don't think Keith Lee's going to be like, oh my God, what am I going to do now? Tyler Woodward, I enjoyed last night's Raw. Riddle versus Sheamus was my highlight. I think Styles will win the triple threat next week. Mm. But if reports are to be believed, we will get Braun somehow meh. Meh seems to be the operative word at the moment. Also, can Nia Jax buzz off? She is getting annoying. And then at the end, he put hashtag King of Peens, Ollie Davis. Get that down! Here comes the peen. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think Braun's going to come in and just wreck house, leave all three of them laying, and Adam Pearce will have no choice uh, mm. but to make Braun the number one contender, maybe. Naya, it's, ah, oh, man, it's just, it sucks as a story. Just really sucks as a story. Uh, Michael Dominguez, Seamus on NXT would be great versus Thatcher. Yes, please. Cross Champa or versus Dam versus Bala. Also, if you told me Shelton was on Raw 2020 having the best in ring career, I would have caused, called you crazy. I don't know if this is Shelton's best in ring that he's had. Not by a long shot. But he's been very good this year. Mm. Uh, Blake, five out of five show. Enjoyed the majority. Four segments with Riddle. He has transcended the three-week push. Can you see... Well, you forget about all that time he had on SmackDown. Can you see Riddle Sheamus feud ending with an unlikely friendship rage team? Oh, we've done that with Cesaro already with Sheamus. Finisher can be the bro kick. I mean, that works as a finishing move, but like the, the money's in Sheamus Drew as opposed to Riddle Sheamus. Mr. Burt Wayne, of course. Gorilla Press and B is thinks the Matt Riddle versus Sheamus match was masterful at Kenth. I don't know what, what whether whether you were going going for strength or kenth there or, or length. Or length, yeah. Yeah. It was master. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it was great. My match tonight. Marquise Edwards. Hopefully Riddle goes into a feud with Lashley for the US title and takes it off him and then goes into a feud with Keith Lee to set up Mania unless Lee wins the rumble and faces Drew, which I prefer more. Hey, Lee Drew, I'm also mad into. Yeah, I like any of those options. But also, I mean, like Riddle Lashley, I think it's, there's a lot mm. of potential to be done within that. Um, Reese Johnson, afternoon, lads. Hope you're doing well. Really enjoyed Raw. Some quality matches that had stakes and had time given. Glad that we're going to get to see a new number one contender and not Orton for the millionth time. Got to be AJ. He's the heel, right? Hashtag El Fakador. Don't know where that guy is. Uh, yeah, you would think so. But the reports are Braun Strowman is going to somehow supersede all of them. Matthew Robinson, this episode was actually flawless. 
That's a bold statement there, Matthew. Great <laughs> matches from beginning. Um, amazing tag team. Good Lana segment, getting Asuka involved with Nyra and Shayna. OMG, the Keith-Bobby match. Yes, please. Main event had a great finish with The Fiend drop-in. Feel WWE needs to do an episode like this at least once a month to get things going and get storylines going. All the qualifying matches for Triple Threat and the women's tags uh, has put Asuka in a storyline. Why, can why can't Raw do this more, I'm assuming, uh, he meant there? Well, thank you very much for your two generous super chats there. That was uh, ultra chats spread across. Uh, yeah, I'm glad you liked it so much. I really agree with a lot of the stuff you said. I I don't think the Asuka Lana stuff was any good, though. Um, right. But yeah, you're right. Like, why can't they do this more often? It's that they just sort of pick when they want to care. And I think it's around these five times a year around the big pay-per-views. That's when uh, the football starts to kill them in the ratings again. They're like, oh, yeah, you got to put on good TV shows to make people want to watch them. Uh, the Jam one, Ryan B. Jad. I thought for the most part, Raw was boring. Keith versus Bobby was good. Bad ending. Seamus Riddle was good, but everything else uh, was a match we've seen 50 times already. Low two out of four for me. Flan, that's Flan, which is a, uh, a reference uh, to the Fightful podcast with Denise and Sean. Yeah, uh, I, I can, I, I'm not disagreeing with anyone who didn't like this. Matthew Robinson again. I hope Randy and Fee go into a program without titles because their story doesn't need it. Completely agree with you. Uh, Omni One Slash, can we pour one out for Drew McInfart? To Drew McInfart. To Drew McInfart. Uh, Charles Edwards, you mentioned New Day realizing their moves aren't as powerful without Big E. So what if they're devolving into heels and needing to cheat because they're afraid they'll lose the belt? Makes it a storyline that he was the muscle, but he's also the heart of them. I really like that. New Same Day here. have been uh, baby faces for a long, long time. They'd, and they could be amazing heels. Yeah, I really like that. And then because it actually means that the reunion that they have with Big E would mean so much more where he's got to be the man to be like, guys, what are you doing? Mm. I think there could be. Um, apparently, uh, according to Andy, uh, news just in, Strowman has been suspended by WWE. Is it officially like that? Is this actually a cover for a wellness policy strike or something? Or is this a this is all kayfabe? I think this is a kayfabe thing. I don't know if my microphone picked it up there because it is a bit directional, but I actually let out a little fart there. Um, a little mac and fart. I let a little mac and fart to be like it was my, it was legit and it was quite an omni flare sounding fart as well. Mm. I was hoping I could pick up as my my reaction to that bit of news. Connor Fletcher drew packing fart. Um, Art Triplet 20. Uh, just to be factual, Adam Pierce said if it was up to if it was up to me, he'd be fired, not right. what Luke said. Right, it's the same thing. So when <laughs> Braun is on uh, when Braun's on next week, well, uh, well, listen to this Appletret. He's been suspended. Yeah. So when Braun's on next week, he uh, supposed to be there. It's not uh, not some drop storyline. Jokes on you, mate. Uh, you can take uh, you carry on now, mate. Eric, we've got a lot of super chats. Our uh, ultra chats will mission through these eric jackson they should bring back the highlanders put them with drew in a stable have him carry around the oh. claymore and then have him constantly saying how there can be only one highlander lol get it because they're all scottish oh. jam that jam mates so glad that turned into a joke there eric i was a bit <laughs> concerned at the start there <laughs> andrew haran are all the african-american wrestlers relegated to wrestle each other new day hurt business street profits ricochet and cedric before that apollo cruz bobby and soon keith lee maybe coincidence every week it's more noticeable am i nuts well i think when you have a roster that's a bit more diverse 
you're going to end up with um, people of the same race having matched against each other. So mm. I don't, th I don't think it's, it's certainly, I don't think it's been done on purpose. Yeah, but, but like four months ago, when that was definitely the case for the United States picture, where it felt the title picture, where it felt quite lazily done, like, well, let's just sho shove all the African American wrestlers into one bit. I actually think now they've just got a really diverse roster. Yeah. And all I the agree. credit to them. It doesn't feel like they're pushing anything. So brilliant. Uh, Tom Sturtridge. Hi, guys. What's the chances when Miz tries to cash in money in the bank, they check for the contract and find an old sandwich? And the real contract is in the money in the bank lunchbox, which is still with Otis. Sounds like a WWE thing to do. Stay safe and jam that jam. Eey. Hey, do you know what? It's better than Miz cashing in and winning. So, Well, that's it, isn't it? Why not? Yeah. I Why quite not? like that. I quite like yep. that. Bacon Rasher, hi again, lads. Cameron Past of COVID, young and healthy, talented wrestler. This is the 19-year-old wrestler uh, Bacon Rasher spoke about uh, earlier. Please take care of each other. Wear a mask. Also, can we all get along in wrestling and get JTF going? Jam that flan. Finally, FTF has a new meaning. Flan that flan. Go, Denise. I'm really looking forward to teaming with Denise tomorrow. Team Danuk, team podcast uh, for Quizlemania. And these are mm. people are really underestimating her. Really, really underestimating her. Like, because we've got it's pretty stiff competition in the current Quizlemania champion and, a, and the very first Quizlemania champion in team website. And Louis and Alex have got legit backstage sources. So there, are, there is some competition to be going up against, um, you know, for Denise's. But I don't think we're going to be team last place. I don't think we're going to win, though. Uh, Carol Wands, Trekkie386, says, just wanted to wish you both good luck on Quizzlemania tomorrow. It's not going to be easy, but I know it will be fun. Quizzlemania is the greatest show ever. Oh, and Ollie, do your very best. I believe in you. I really do. Hashtag be kind to each other. Hashtag team the podcasts. Hashtag team the website. Well, where's hashtag team on authority then? Team the news, I believe you are. Team Danuk. For Quizzlemania tag team interim interim tag mm. team champions can't say the word there. Tyler Woodward, how do you guys do live reactions all the time? I did it on my channel with my friends. Check out Last Fan Standing. My sleep pattern hasn't recovered yet. I listen to the podcast in audio form while I'm exercising, but watch you live also. Hashtag get rowdy. Thank you very much, Tyler. Uh, the answer is um, we, we don't um, really. It's uh, I'm I'm so tired. I was really really tired yesterday. Uh, my wife and I finished uh, an episode of Taskmaster and I said, right, should we go to bed then? And she said, it's three minutes past eight. <laughs> I, was like, oh, I was like, oh God, I thought it was so much later. I'm so tired. I slept through two alarms this morning. <laughs> I yeah, went to bed. Tough. I was so tired. So to, we eventually went to bed at nine o'clock because I was like, I've got to go to bed. And then I woke up this morning at 5 a.m. And, like, and I was just awake and I was like, brilliant. Amazing. I'm, so, <laughs> I'm, I'm knackered. Charles Berg, since I am neutral, I only want a good battle. To me, it doesn't matter whether Fakador or Ollie wins. However, I must tell you this, Oliver, in oh, it's Mr. Davis. In order for you to win, you must tap into the dark parts of your mind. The danger zone. You must become hardcore, Ollie. Hardcore Ollie. Shout out to all my TNA marks in the chats. Uh, Rakshit Kana, stop using the A word, please. Specifically with that stuff, you added it to my shopping list. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, but the A word is, of course, Alexa. Uh, Blind Raw. 
Valid Mamma de Puddy here. Oh, under a different name. Just to say Drew Mackenfart. <laughs> also, can I get Ollie to do the impression of Test saying party? <laughs> Perhaps later on you and I can party. Party. Um, yeah, she wants me. Yeah, she <laughs> wants me, eh? Uh, Renee, hey guys, hope you're doing well. You look rather dashing today. Keep up the good work and have a great day. Thank you. Uh, Amro, lol, got you, Ollie. Uh, this is the person who added stuff to our shopping lists using Alexa. Uh, Mr. Davis, I don't know why everyone is disrespecting me so much. Still the top dog. Uh, Josh Razuskas. It's Razman's hey, reality. So uh, Mr. Davis, Josh knows. Change your activation word to computer. That way you won't trigger your devices during reviews. Not a bad idea. You can name them different things. Uh, Matthew Robinson, be careful, Ollie. Mr. Davis, come on. Laurie will come back and act like nothing has happened and lull you into a state of normality. That's when he will strike you when you let your guard down. Remember, he locked you into YouTube before. Just give him the championship. It's not worth it. Yeah, he did once trap you inside of YouTube for about a week as well. Hmm. Hmm. Don't Remember know Nash? What to think. Uh, Caleb Maldonado. Soon everything will be Fagador. Also, would love to hear Ollie Davis. Mr. Davis reviewing his lady partner's Amazon shopping list, even though he is not my champion. All jokes aside, keep up the great work, guys. Thank you. It's, you're just such an over character uh, that, that everyone uh, gets the name right. Banneker1192 uh, with a very generous uh, ultra chat. Thank you. First donation, longtime fan from Germany here. Hey. Hello, Germany. I've been here since it was only Ollie. I mean, Mr. Davis. By the way, El Fakador is coming for you. Hashtag Fort Awesome. Fort Awesome is getting over. Bearing in mind as well, just to point out in that super chat, he did put Mr. Davis in quotation marks like he was taking the piss. Tyler Woodward, I rewatched your feud with Cultaholic. That has better than this BS Lana storyline. I think it was that uh, meant to be that was better than this BS Lana storyline. Well, that had uh, had stakes and stuff. I would like to think that was better than a lot of things. <laughs> w I'm proud of that. Nate S, where's the belt? Yep, because he's dropped it on the floor, doesn't care about it. He is not your real champion. It's been here all along on my shoulder. Did Fakador win it already and I missed it? Also, Drew Mackenfart on the ones and poos. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about the ones and poos. <laughs> you know what I haven't forgot about? What's that, mate? Drinking kegs and busting heads. <laughs> What's I mean, worse? That old Drew Mackenfart. Uh, well, I mean, Drew McInfarse is funny, and I would genuinely believe that someone would say that as an accident, as opposed uh, to <laughs> drinking kegs and whatever it was on purpose. Nate S. Ollie Davis, the reigning champion of the world. Uh, it's championship. Take the peen thing down. And it's Mr. Davis. And lastly here, Matt Noble, a colleague of mine once announced to his shock that he'd just got an email receipt for a pregnancy test that his wife had ordered on their shared Prime account. He wasn't aware there was a need for one. They had a baby girl. Oh, wow. That's really good. That, that's excellent news. Uh, just before we get out of here, uh, we've been encouraged by the wonderful mod mother, Jenna, our mod, uh, that Andy has encouraged you all to say fart names for wrestlers. Let's go through a few of these. Ian Crook here. Brett Fart. <laughs> <laughs> I like a fart gun. 
Um, Andy himself, Leon Guff. That's pretty funny. We've got Marty Jafati, which doesn't <laughs> sound like Janetti, no. but it flows well. Farty Janetti is yeah. the, the easier way of doing that. That's far um, now. Oh, 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 El Fartador. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, what else have we got? Um, Randy Farton. Yeah, Randy Farton's good. Uh, Shotty Blackfart. That's also one from Andy. Mercedes Fartinez. That's also from Andy. Basically, Andy thought of loads of them. So he's just come in to, to put them. Uh, Natalia Neidfart. Some of these um, are so lazy. Look at this. The, the fifth crow has said Pat Macafart. It just. <laughs> that's, that sort of works. It just put him like, fart into words. What the, what what's everyone else doing? It's not like he went AJ fart like that would have been lazy. Might as well have been <laughs> Pat McAfee. I think almost works. I think it's Pat McAfee. Um, what else we got here? I think so that's all the farts. Uh, the the fart authority. See that there. Hunter fart Helmsley. The young farts. Yeah, some of these don't work. Yeah, see, like someone's just written Bray fart. Like that one doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've had a, another one just while. Uh, all that was going on. Amro has said he didn't read out my full super chat, Ollie. It's Mr. Davis. Uh, I can't do the full super chat because that would add. It's, it's a bit bad taste. I'm not going to read it out, but I read the smelly boogers bit out. Yeah, there you go. I keep calling it iTunes as well. I was actually listening to a podcast the other day that also called it iTunes. And I'm like, Apple must be. I mean, they don't care because they don't, they make no money off of, of podcasts, which is why they, they put no money behind it whatsoever. But there must still be some, like, it must grind their gears that no one calls it Apple Podcast yet. Everyone still calls it iTunes. They try to kill iTunes as much as they can. And yet we're here still going like, oh, yeah, it's iTunes. I've got, I've got it on iTunes. Well, it's a, it's a rare example where someone has out-innovated Apple and Spotify. It's Spotify is is the best for music and podcasts now, really. So poor mm. old uh, iTunes. iTunes, tune, tunes you. Hey, just, yeah, sort of fallen by the wayside. They didn't monetize yeah. it properly. But yes, please My do write all of the iTunes reviews. Have we got a, Have we got any? We have not got any. Yet, oh come on, people! Still, still not having. Still having. I don't think. I don't know if people do them anymore. Like, is it is it a thing that people do in twenty twenty? Well, I mean, we're gonna... not going by ours because we haven't had one all year. I tell you what, we should put a call out for them on the main show, which we haven't recorded yet. So we'll do hmm. this. We'll do it in the after the main discussion point. I'm making a note of it. Uh, I am also putting a call out. Support at wrestletalk.com. Send us an email. I'm putting a call out today. I was listening to uh, James O'Brien on LBC. Uh, that may give me some heat and some, some emails because he's not everyone likes James O'Brien. I think he's perfectly fine. Laurie doesn't like him. He thinks he's quite annoying. But um, I was listening to him. And he uh, had a, a phone-in topic this morning, which is about working from home and sort of people's mental health about working from home. You know, that, that distinction of working from home, living from work, and sort of, how are you? in this sort of like you know month eight or whatever it is of this sort of like lockdown life that, that we found ourselves in in 2020 so i'm putting a call out support at wrestletalk.com how are you how are you doing you don't even have to you don't have to send a long email you don't have to tell a story just send an email just say i'm doing good i want to bring back get betters we haven't had many get betters in 2020 
And I feel like we could do something to try and sort of boost everyone's. It doesn't have to be, you don't have to be happy. If you want to email and say, like, you're not doing great, that's fine. We'll talk about it. We can all talk about it together. But how are you doing? How, how are you? Yeah, so I, I thought you'd you'd salvaged it near the end there. I think that's a lovely idea. Let's definitely do this. Please do email support at wrestletalk.com. But the start of this pitch, I was like, this might be the most Alan Partridge Luke's ever seen. <laughs> but then you started talking about other things and you stopped, <laughs> stopped asking people how they were doing. I, I know he's won me around on this. And then at yeah. the end you went, how are you doing? How, how are you doing? And and that, and that should be, if you just, in the subject email, just say, I'm fine. Or I'm, I'm not doing great. Thanks for asking. Here's why. I think it's worthwhile. I think it's a really important thing for us all to band together. This like large support group of wonderful wrestling fans. Uh, what I think it's lacking, though, is some kind of stakes. Now, <sighs> if we can work out who's had the best lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> who's won lockdown? I think I've I done pretty good. I'll tell you who's won lockdown. The Uber drivers that we keep booking that are just like they're, they're earning money by not really doing a proper trip like i mean i suppose it is a proper trip it'd be like you know if someone was there they don't have to talk to anyone they're i tell them to talk cargo. To the, i tell them to talk to the champion when i book them i say talk to the belt make it feel at home treat it like treat it like a celebrity like one of your own yeah so yeah, I'm putting that call out. Um, if you've listened to the SmackDown podcast that I and Andy did a few weeks back, uh, where we ba like honestly, the outro was about 15 minutes of me and Andy just asking each other like, "How are you doing?" and just sort of having a chat sort of about our, you know our mental struggles and things like that. So it's good, as you said, for us to be good wrestling friends. We've got this lovely little community that's all band together. And and how are you? How are you? How are how are you? How are you? How are you? How are you? How, no, I just repeat what you did. How... How are you? How are with you? Hey up, pet. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that is all we've got time for. We'll see you on the AEW review this coming Thursday. But until then, take care. I love you. How are you? How are you? I love you. Goodbye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.